And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, this is our second attempt oh. at starting this show. We were so happy about how the show sounded last week with the new OBS features and everything. Yet for some reason this week, even though you did not change a single setting, it just did not want to work. Oh, I yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it is a prototype. They're going to have bugs. It's not going to be quite there yet. We're international. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, people are saying it's finally working. Yeah, I literally, we just booted up Skype and it worked. Like, it, it, is this is this Skype's way of, like, like fucking with us? Like, it's like no, you have to use us because, like, yeah, the other people's aren't, uh, other people's stuff isn't isn't good. They're not there yet, you you cruel bitch oh. goddess that is Skype. Oh. <laughs> well, I won't be jumping and stuttering this episode, but we won't sound as milky smooth as we did last week, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll try and make try and match it up as best I can, but yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, the chat's right. You can't win for losing. Yeah, we really can. <sighs> Well, at least they can hear us, though, and at least it doesn't sound like, you know, yeah. both of us are having mental breakdowns and having split <laughs> personalities and just talking to someone who's not there. <laughs> oh, well. And again, it, it's either this or shell out like the 15 bucks for StreamYards, which OBS says they're going to do StreamYards and because Matt's already paying for it anyway. Wouldn't it be nice if it worked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, as we were saying, yeah, it, it'll it'll eventually start sorting itself out. Yeah. Now, there was a feature, too, when I signed up for, like, when you sent me the link, it's like, oh, do you just want to join or do you want to join with your own uh, OBS? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to join. I don't know if it would make any difference if I joined with my OBS. Probably not. Hmm. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know. Next week. We'll try that next week. <laughs> yeah, at least we have Skype to fall back on. At least. Uh, you, you're not going to get deleted yet, Skype. But, you know, <laughs> don't get comfortable either. <laughs> But yes, everyone, we're back again. It's our big, special New York Comic Con 2022 show. Uh, these are usually always pretty big, right next to the D23 shows and the San Diego Comic Con shows. There's usually a lot of big news that breaks. Uh, Matt and I weren't there this year, again, sadly, but we know many people who were that we got to live <laughs> vicariously through. Yes, yes. <laughs> So that was nice, at least. There's a lot of fun pictures and a lot of fun stuff that I've been trying to share there. And we're going to talk to you about most of it, if not all of it. <laughs> but, yeah, well, uh, I think know, it's still going on. Yes, it is. But, and I think, like, tomorrow is, like, all the Batman news. and. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole other yeah. day of it and everything. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been busy because it's Canadian Thanksgiving over here. And, of course, once okay. again, dinner has fallen to me. So I've been running around trying to get everything. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't think we're going to eat till Monday. And I'm like, OK, fine, then. Then I guess I have another day to prep and everything. But I'm still stressed about it. <laughs> so that's me been waking up every hour at night there knowing I have but, shit to do. But you get to eat good food. I get to eat good food. I, I will be very happy with it when it's done. And then the week after that... I got to go for my dental plate fitting that I've been talking about for literally ever. I'm finally yep. on top of that now. But I think I may actually have a small crack on the back of one of my teeth now Oof. that is formed. So I got to call the guy on Tuesday because it's a holiday Monday and be like, hey, do I still come in or not? Because uh, I made an appointment at the dentist just to be safe where I'm like, oh, yeah, I need a, I need a cleaning, not telling them where it's like, hey, can I come in and get an X-ray and get this fixed? Because they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have any appointment appointments for uh fixes or anything until january and i'm like oh yeah yeah i just i just want a cleaning yeah that's all i want 
<laughs> so I'm like a real rock in a hard place because I could only get the cleaning appointment the day after. So it's like, okay. when you guys got to fucking tell me what I got to do? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I've had two appointments that have been booked forever because in my shitty small town, you're not getting anywhere with these things with fucking, you know, uh, COVID and everything. I cannot, yeah, I can imagine, especially, yeah, dentist. Oh, yeah, it's the fuck. Yeah, because they literally need to be in your mouth where the germs are. Yep, yep. It's a fuck of a thing. I, I don't blame them for it, but at the same time, it's like, I need it now, please. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what uh, what have you been up to, Matt? Uh, th this weekend, I, I've done a lot of... I had, like, a bunch of, like, model kits I needed to get through. Oh, cool. um, so, mainly, they're, like, they're mostly all done, so it was just, like, up to, like, painting and stuff. Nice. So, like, yesterday, I spent a lot of time just doing that, getting a lot of them, like, primed and everything, and I want to get most of them done just because earlier in the week i ended up getting my um perfect grade uh rx 78 gundam delivered mm. uh it's a big big box like oh, i can't show you because it's got stuff on top of it but yeah <laughs> big big fucking box and uh i'm very much looking forward to getting started on that one i bet uh did did you see at new york comic-con they had a big giant gundam set up mm -hmm. there to honor all the models did that make you incredibly jealous it did it did it did <laughs> I, I gotta go back to finish mine because I started mine. I got the whole torso done, but never actually finished it. And I'm like, oh, that would seem like a fun thing to do. It's it's so fun. I, I don't I don't I don't understand how people can't find it fun. It's I find it very relaxing as well. That's my thing because I've been so stressed this week. I'm like, man, I should take out the freaking model kit and work on that again. But instead, I just freaking worked through my stress as I tend to do. I I will say I actually did finish every new comic I got this week, so yeah. that's a rarity for me. I still have like two off from from this week to do, and then like a bunch from last week and the week before, yeah. and yeah. I I still got ones from last week where I'm like, okay, I'm not actually gonna go back and finish that now. That's basically done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just read Star Fox before we started, actually. That's the only one I haven't read yet. I read the the, the X-Men one, the X-Men Judgment Day, but I haven't read the Star Fox one yet. It's it's actually incredibly solid. This I, is definitely, I, I would imagine it would be, yeah. It's a, it's a full-on, like, oh, this is a backdoor pilot for a Star Fox series. Oh, okay. And I would read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, especially this david bowie star fox oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent bowie where it's just like yeah it's he looks like his movie counterpart but he's even more like i'm androgynous i'm an androgynous spaceman yeah <laughs> yeah holy shit man but comics owe so much to bowie don't they yeah he was also like kind of in that that uh dark crisis tie-in this week as well yeah yeah kind of was kind yeah. of was yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll get into all that news proper, everyone. But before we do, I want to take this opportunity uh, to remind everyone of our sponsor uh, for this month, for the next, for at least the next other show, and then we'll see uh, after that. But I'm of course talking about Black Tooth Battalion, the next great Kickstarter project uh, from just genuine good guy and you know rising star, I think, in the world of independent comics. And after that, who the hell knows? Uh, Omari Malik. Uh, for those who don't know, Black Tooth Battalion, it's an anthology book 
Uh, there's at least three different comic book stories in there, Ad Astra, Snakebite, and Dogpile, which we talked a little bit about last week, but uh, they look genuinely really awesome. They totally are stories and concepts that I would want to read. And also, this is just a really goddamn good-looking Kickstarter, and if you're thinking of getting into the world of Kickstarting, check out what Omari is doing, because he's fucking killing it. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I went and checked out. I, I'm planning on... Um later on this week probably pledging uh to get some uh some of those comic books uh yeah. that he's that he's offering because they they're, they're pretty good they're pretty good they're, again solid art solid concepts uh just really well put together it's just it's a clean outline it's a good professional looking video because i think what omari understands what a lot of kickstarter people in all their passion they sometimes forget you're not just selling the project you're yep. selling yourself as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's got a really great story that you can read about all over on Kickstarter. As I look at it right now, there's 31 backers, uh, 38 days to go. And uh, hey, he's, he's doing good. He's within striking distance in the next little bit. And I'm glad to say we helped uh, even <laughs> just a little bit. And, and not only that, it, it, this is very rare for a Kickstarter, but he actually has the product. <laughs> Yeah, it's already done. Yeah, yeah. For him to finish it, it's actually done. This is just to cover the expense and to actually like get the stuff out there for yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, again, very rare for especially in like uh, comic book Kickstarters because usually mm-hmm. it's all you never get like a Kickstarter that has the project already. Yeah mostly done yeah it's always no i got the passion i got the dream i got the idea which is all well and good and you definitely need those things but it's always the next step that's a little bit harder you know to actually put stuff in people's hands exactly yeah so yeah everyone check that out everyone tell them matt and joel from the comic multiverse sent you and uh, yeah i would really hope to see this project succeed because definitely uh, it looks like a good one definitely yeah Uh uh-huh now, I suppose with that, everyone, we can hop over into the big news of the week. And a lot of stuff uh, actually dropped in the first two days of New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, lot of DC-centric stuff. I guess we'll start with the newest stuff at the time of recording. This actually like came out later for me. I had to like add it to our little news list here. But uh, Joshua Williamson will be taking the reins on Superman in 2023, and they're going to be relaunching it with a brand new Superman number one. We got a shitload of Superman news this week. Probably uh, the most the character has had in... A long time. <laughs> yeah, like since... Uh the rebirth probably feels good doesn't it to have so many different superman projects it really does and it feels good that i was thinking about it's like oh now he's like like a batman level which is really weird to say um but but like he now has like as many books as batman Mm -hmm. and a popular tv show i'm sure that helps yeah 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 we're seeing that lois and clark superman family uh what is it kind of effect on this because yeah this new superman book it's not just going to be about superman they're introducing a well not introducing they're reintroducing the superman family as a concept there's faces you know there's kara there's connor there's john but also hey fucking keenan kong is back everyone yeah and he well he he came back during war world saga uh he was in like the backups oh, okay, uh with, so the, with, the super, with the superman family yeah yeah when lois called him in for help Nice. Natasha Steele is there, too. And, yeah, it's a whole new era for the Superman family, all together, doing it right, taking taking family photos in matching sweaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their new costumes look sick. The new costumes do look really good. In fact, in some cases, they have multiple different costumes, like John, 
who's got the electric blue Superman suit, and fuck me, it looks good on him. Yeah, well, I think as well that it's going to come with the powers, because, again, we got that hint uh, in the latest Son of Kal-El issue that it's probably going to be developing some type of new power or something. Which I'm fine with. I think we yeah. can all agree, electric blue and red Superman, it, not a great idea, not a great fit for Clark, but man, was that blue suit good. It was. It's good, and I'm glad that he's going to get to use it, especially because, hey, when friggin' Superman was gone, who was John's mentor? Nightwing. What does Nightwing's costume have? Blue. Blue, yep. So blue with white, I think that's a good bit for when they start teaming up again. I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, Also, it seems like we're getting some Val Zod stuff, too. He wasn't in the team picture, but we have a cover with him on it. Yeah, so uh, Son of Kal-El is finishing its run. It's not being cancelled. It's finishing its run. And then a month later, it's uh, coming back as The Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Which I love they brought back The Adventures of Superman subtitle. Yeah, and it's going to be a series where uh, John gets a new arch nemesis, which is Ultraman. Oh, uh, so he's going to be traveling to Earth three to deal with Ultraman. What Ultraman hey. did to him? Hey, yeah, wow, we're we're doing. Some hey, look, big story paying stuff things there. off. Imagine that. How about that? Um, and then also, uh, Earth two's uh, Valzod is going to get involved somehow. I don't know how, but I'm excited for it. Valzod was cool. We both agreed that Earth two was kind of underrated. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, like, I I just want to like uh uh kind of pat myself on the back for that i liked it before everyone thought it was cool i i read every single issue of that series and every series that it followed after it and so i'm like i knew it was before it was cool and now everyone thinks it was cool yes matt definitely has earned his earth 2 hipster card to be stamped (laughs) and everything he he read it before it was cool he got me to read it in like what was it the robinson years and then later in the taylor years because taylor wrote it too and even like way after like when earth 2 got rebuilt and i'm like "Mm, this isn't as good anymore and then it kind of petered out you kept reading it it kind of it it kind of petered out and then that we they um they just kind of stopped doing stories about it they didn't destroy the world or anything they just kind of like stopped doing stories about those characters it was very weird how it's just like and this is the end kind of and like tom taylor never got to revisit it because he was just too goddamn popular and famous but now now it seems like he's gonna get to Mm. because remember they were meant to do that big uh event where like the people of earth 2 when their earth got destroyed came over to the prime earth and it had like that sort of uh refugee sort of like people didn't like the people of earth too and all that sort of stuff yes yes they uh they had pitched that for a bit and that it didn't really happen what was it a future uh oh god they gave us a little taste of it what the fuck i hated it so much it wasn't future's, future's end <laughs> future's end thank you where they gave us a little taste of it and grifter was there for some reason and then at the end they're like nah yeah, yeah grifter was like hunting like aliens or something Yes, he was hunting people from Earth 2 because he could see them the same way he could see Daemonites. Don't fucking ask how. He just Yeah, could. which doesn't make any sense because they're just they're people. <laughs> yeah, but I can see them. <laughs> can see all the people. <laughs> but yeah, we got that coming, and that looks genuinely pretty fucking sweet. It does. Uh, on, on top of that, like, yeah, as you said, uh, Action Comics is becoming, like, the, the uh, Superman family book. And I like how that... that like when when I first saw all the Superman family stuff, I'm thinking, oh, it's, it's, they're turning it into the Fantastic Four. This is uh-huh. awesome. This is so awesome because like everyone's getting involved. The the Action Comics is actually going to be a family book like that 
um, James Tynan detective book. I know, right? Detective which, comics, yeah. Which, when you stop and think about it, it's like, man, why, why did it take them so long to do this? And also, hey, they're including everyone. Connor is here. Keenan is here. Friggin' John and the twins. Which, yes. man, you, you you and I learned firsthand where it's like, oh, a lot of you weren't yeah, reading. This was a big filter. Stuff. Yeah, this was a big filter. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, uh, this let me know. This let me know the true believers from the non-true <laughs> believers. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you didn't read Warworld Saga, you should. It's done now. It's probably going to get collected very soon. It's it's an easy shoe-in for my top 10 of the year and probably yes. one of the best Superman stories we've it's, read in a while. It was so good. So, And then, yeah, obviously, Philip Kennedy Johnson is sticking around. Yeah. And, and we're getting, yeah, like a bunch of cool stories. Like he's doing something at the moment with Metallo. And yes. then, and then, yeah, over on, and then the, there's going to be a new Superman book with Clark and everything, uh, by Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell. And I like the art that we saw in it, like hinted at, like what the story is going to be. We're, we're getting like a Baxter building ish Superman building. It's got a big, big Superman symbol on the top of it. Yeah. Uh, the villains Live that, wire. yeah, the villains, Livewire, Silver Banshee, Parasite, or Bizarro, all the, like the classic, classic villains who we haven't seen in a bit. And I yeah. think as Philip Kennedy Johnson showed with Mongol, what he looks to be doing with Metallo, it's like, oh, you can actually really update these villains mm -hmm. for modern times. I appreciate that. You can give them a new coat of paint. Exactly. Which we need, because I feel like it's been a long time since Superman has fought just like his classic foes. It's been a long, it's always been like uh, world ending crisis threats and, mm -hmm. you know, new, new, new villains and stuff like that. Yeah. So to get them back into like the classic stuff is really cool. I was trying to think of that. Like I was trying to make like a, like a list of like, okay, who are all the new villains that Superman has fought from like the new 52 onward to now? And I'm like, a lot of them either weren't great, weren't new or only stuck around for one arc yeah yeah so especially during the new 52 i think there was like every other issue he was fighting someone new that like Didn't never never turned up again yeah hell even in like the tomasi years which we all love so much and everything there was a lot of one and done forgettable mm -hmm. villains there too yeah yeah i again i think that's probably just something that happens with like because it happens with batman all the time as well it really does. As, as the chat is saying, yeah, Red Cloud. Yeah, remember Red Cloud, everyone, and the Invisible Mafia? And I, liked, that, that... I liked Red Cloud because I actually understood her story. People didn't like it just because Bendis. Yeah, exactly. But then, too, it's like, man, that was like a year's worth of stories just with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you stop and think about it. But, yeah, this uh, looks like a great new era for Superman. I'm super hyped. I'm super excited for it. And yeah, it's nice to see Superman get some love when it seems like they only ever shower love on Batman. I, I know, yeah. I, again, like I said, like he probably has uh, like more books than, super, than Batman at the moment, or at least equal to, whereas before yeah. he had like two. Yeah, because I know they were cutting back on uh, quite a few of the Batman books recently. They'll, they'll come back on them, but then they announce like two black label books or something. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, so yeah, so we're, so we're done with Batman urban legends, but get ready for Batman night watch <laughs> and Batman say. incorporated. And oh, yeah. these other two Batman, uh, black label books yeah <laughs> for we, for we must always have at least six Batman books ongoing. <laughs> Now, uh, from all that good Superman news, uh, DC already announced what their next big event 
for 2023 was going to be. I know we're not even done Dark Crisis yet, but they already want to get you excited for the next new event because this is comics. Never get, you know, relaxed. Always be on your fucking toes. <laughs> it's going to be called Lazarus Planet, and it's actually a continuation of what we've been seeing uh, with Batman Superman and Batman versus Robin, and this is going to be Mark Wade taking the uh, reins on this one. Yes, Mark Wade event. Yeah, which I am actually totally down for because I really liked Batman versus Robin number one, even yeah. when I didn't think I was going to. Yeah, he's been building up to it through uh, through that through the world's finest. Mm. Uh, so he's he's been, you know, he's been he's been laying the seeds for it. It's not just like he's jumping into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It it looks like the world literally gets drowned in Lazarus goo. Yep. Which is bad, especially because, you know, as we saw with Deathstroke and everything else, I think the Lazarus Pit is tainted now. Well, I'm, I have to imagine that'll be resolved by the end of Dark Crisis, because that was a Joshua Williamson thing. Yeah, I guess we'll see. So I have to imagine once they stop the darkness, it goes away from the Lazarus Pit. Or maybe that's the, like, them destroying the Great Darkness is what spreads it around the world or something. <laughs> It gets a little confusing because there was that, but then there was Mother Soul, Damien's uh, mm -hmm. great-grandmother, who's like, oh, no, the demon of Lazarus exists in there and wants to steal your body. But it's also different from Devil Neza, which is a whole other demon thing that I'm also working with right now. There are many demons and devils at any given time. Yeah, or maybe they're all the same thing. Maybe it could very well easily be that. As we see from the cover here, there's some interesting stuff going on. Uh, we see John once again with the electric blue suit. This looks to be where he gets it, I think. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, because all the people, all the heroes and villains on this cover are changed from what we yes. know they are at the moment. Yeah, they all got some different stuff going on. We got Batman with the helmet of fate, which is like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Batman's been everything else. He can be Dr. Fate, too. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. We had Superman with the Dr. Fate helmet recently. So, yeah, we'll give it to Batman. Give it to Batman. Why not? Actually, you know it might be interesting because as they've told us time and time again, magic is one of the only things Batman can't master. So I like <laughs> the idea of him actually being a bad Dr. Fate. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Batman like, oh, God, I'm really playing against my element on this time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, Cyborg's got a new costume because it feels like that's all they do for Victor is just slightly rework his costume. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> poor, poor freaking Cyborg. If only he could be as good as he was in Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, we got uh, Martian Manhunter Doomsday. Yeah, all right. Yeah. OK, cool. Superman was Doomsday too. Everyone's Doomsday. Now Martian Manhunter gets a turn of being Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. Also, is that Red Canary on the? Has Red Canary actually appeared in anything yet? I know she was like in the background of that last Dark Crisis issue. Has she actually debuted in anything? Uh, to my knowledge, no. Like again, I like in that Dark Crisis thing as like a new hero who has popped up to like fill yeah. the gap. Like yeah, I haven't heard anything about her. I haven't seen her in like a Batman book or. You know, that, anything I've been reading. That World Without a Green Arrow, Black Canary issue comes out this week. Do I have to read that to know what's going on with Red Canary? I feel like they were really hyping Red Canary, but didn't tell us where to go to read about her. Maybe yeah, maybe they didn't know. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I don't think they did, actually. They're like, we'll get to her eventually. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the cover for that. Looks fairly interesting. Again, it's kind of hard to get excited for the next big event when we're not even done the event we're with right now. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. Also, on, on that cover, there are 
uh, Mercy Graves is on that cover and looks to be joining oh, a yeah. team as well because she's got powers now. I'm not sure what kind of powers, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. Lex probably Fizzle. like experimented on her or something. Well, we saw her in the background of the new action comics, didn't we? She was hanging out with Luthor again. Uh, I believe so. She was in uh, the most recent action comics book as like Luthor's just like hang around, like assistant right. usual. Why? Why did I think she was dead? Maybe just because she hasn't appeared for like quite a while. I guess I I had this weird. Did they thing kill her in, off like, in the new Fifty Two? Maybe I want to say. Did they? There was some in like some stupid Batman who laughs, Dark Knight's death metal thing. Didn't like she get fucking shot or something when it was a me? Because I again I have it in my mind and I could be totally wrong. I could be dreaming. It was Mercy and Lex meeting like Punchline and Joker or something, and one of them got shot. <laughs> Yes, maybe. I know exactly. I know the issue you're talking about. Yes, maybe she didn't die; she just got shot. Yeah, or maybe they didn't remember that. Or maybe the Lazarus Pit juice brings people back and gives them powers. I don't fucking know. Well, well like her arms, like all like it's like gross, like monster arm. Right. Huh. So, so like maybe like she, I don't know, uh, gets infected by it or something. Maybe. I think this is one of those situations, Matt, where you and I pay more attention than the people writing. Yeah, I guess so. It could literally be just as simple as Mark Wade is like, no, nah, I just wanted to write Mercy because Mercy and Lex are always together. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, she's she's always been a good character and everything. I, I The one thing I really wish they'd bring back is that creepy fucking Lois Lane robot Lex had at one point that oh, yes, it was alluded to that, like, he would that he fuck. was fucking the robot. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> Jane Joel, you're thinking about BVS. Yeah, I might just be fucking thinking yeah. about BVS. Yeah, probably. Just, just scarred in my brain. I'm having BVS flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's a new event we got coming down the pipeline. Should be interesting. Like I said, I'm enjoying Batman versus Robin, and issue two of that comes out this week. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Now, in the world of art, here's something that surprised the shit, everyone. Uh, Joe Quesada, or should I say Joe fucking Quesada, famous Marvel Comics office man, is going to be doing DC covers now. They showed one for the Batman, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. I wonder if uh, he'll uh, move on to doing interior art for, like, or, or writing. Quite possibly. Again, that's the thing that I'm always forgetting about Joe Quesada, because like when I came back to comics, he was only ever like an office uh, guy, like an yeah. editorial guy. Yeah. I forget where it's like, oh, yeah, you cut your teeth doing really great art. You were actually yeah. like an incredibly talented artist. Yeah, he does really good art. Yeah, who seemingly gave it up to work the corporate side of comics instead. But good for you coming back. You know, maybe maybe he got yeah. over like a decades long uh, artist block. Yeah. And now he's back drawing freaking well, Batman again, which is fun. Yeah. Well, I think in the in like recent years he has done covers like here and there, but like yeah, this is like an actual like oh he's actually employed as an artist. Yes, and the fact that he's doing it for DC for the competition makes it extra funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like I could have been drawing uh, covers for the other guys, but now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still could. He still could, yeah. 
we also got a lot of news on what's going on with Milestone, which I thought was very mm -hmm. interesting because I know the news, it came in super hot and then it cooled and then it tapered off and they're like, no, no, we got stuff coming. You know, we got it. We, it's, it's coming at points. You know, you'll hear about it. Yeah, we're still chugging along with it. We're still chugging along with it. It's not going away, though. I have noticed the form of a lot of it has changed. We had like a special one shot issue not that long ago, which was more about like, you know, using the milestone characters to, you know, tell you like real important stories from American history. Yep. And they got another one coming out that's going to also be a special one shot anthology icon versus hardware. Yeah, that, that was bound to happen at some point. You got to do the versus story again. I still got to read Icon and Hardware. I have them. I want to make big in-depth videos on them. I just really need to research them. I don't know where those stories left off to be like, oh yeah, they're fighting now, but they're fighting now. Yeah, I mean it'll be a you know Batman Superman thing. True Those, enough. One or one will go into the other's territory or something, you know. Also, it's an anthology book too, so it could literally be about anything. Yeah. Uh, the other big piece of news there is Static Shock uh, Shadows Over Dakota, which is the sequel to Static Season 1. Mm -hmm. Jeez, they've already dropped the whole season <laughs> thing. Shouldn't this be Static Season 2? Yeah, remember, like, for a while there when, like, DC did try that out with, like, it's like, mm -hmm. comics are now going to be done in seasons, and it lasted, yeah. like, like an issue. <laughs> it lasted a minute. We're TV now, which, again, not a terrible idea. Again, people know the language of television. They know a season mm -hmm. as opposed to a volume, especially because there's multiple volume ones for multiple different series. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there'll be different volume ones for a same hero. But yeah, Shadows Over Dakota, it will be coming in 2023. Cool, cool. In February, in February, in fact. Oh, nice. Which, you know, which made me laugh where I'm like, oh, really? You put out the big black hero for Black History Month? Seriously? Every year? I mean, you don't every have to do year. it every year. You, every could, you year. could put out a static book whenever and people would buy it because they like static. You don't have to always put it in February. I wonder if this is their thing where it's like, oh, we're not going to do like a, you know how like Marvel does like the um the Black History Month like anthology mm, yeah, books? Yeah. This is like, oh, we've got this book coming out so we don't actually have to do like an anthology book. Like you joke, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never, never underestimate corporate laziness. Yep. <laughs> but that wasn't the only static story, too, because we're also getting Static Beyond, which is a special backup story written by uh, Nicholas Ivy Draper, the guy who does the really awesome artwork for Static. Yeah, and it's going to be seeing Static teaming up with uh, Terry McGinnis. Terry. Yeah, in the future. Holy shit. Man, Terry's getting a lot of goddamn love recently, isn't he? He is, yeah. You can tell the people who are our age who grew up watching Batman Beyond now work in the comic industry and they want to write about him. Yeah, yeah. But I like that. I like that, too, because obviously Static in the Future, paying homage to the famous Static Batman Beyond crossover from the show where we got to see him in the future. And he looked pretty fucking cool in the future. He did. He did. He's got a really fact, cool costume. He does. He really does. Man, Nicholas Ivy Draper is just fucking killing it on art. Yeah. Like, no one looks like him right now. No. It's so unique and so striking. And, like, yeah, I'm sure this dude is going to be rolling in work soon enough. Yep. 
Uh, now, speaking of guys rolling in it, uh, Hickman's next project was teased at New York Comic Con. We still don't really know that much about it, but we did get a panel of concept art, and it looks to be a bunch of Doctor Stranges, like a bunch of multiversal Doctor Stranges. The Council of Stranges, yes. Mm, how about that? Now, they said that the story is not really going to be about Doctor Strange. They could reveal that much about it, but the fact that he's front and center and the fact that Hickman has written Strange so well and stuff like Secret Wars and everything mm -hmm. else makes me think like, oh shit, is this Hickman doing for the magic side of the Marvel Universe what he did for Mutants and Avengers and the Fantastic Four? I hope so. And this this is most definitely going to be the series that Doctor Strange actually comes back to life because he's dead at the moment in the comics. Yes, yes. It's Cleo who's the new Doctor Strange or Sorcerer Supreme, I should say. Yes. I like he's dead, but his Academy book is still going too. Oh, is it? I yes, thought that is. finished, yeah. Holy no, shit. No, I, I actually, apparently, like, they've just put out a new cover at the show, too, and I'm like, holy shit, really? Jeez, people must love that book. They must fucking love it. It must really scratch that itch. I mean, you know, magical schools, man, be it Harry Potter, be it Wednesday, be it the Vampire Academy, people people just love magic schools. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't know why they just do. Yes, yes, we did talk about... uh the superman stuff uh evan earlier on in the show all at the top be sure to check it out on the replay it was really good yeah uh bland boy also helping us out there casada jump scare this week for dc fans uh, <laughs> hey it's me i'm back <laughs> did you miss me hey i saw your married heroes are, are happy i'm here to <laughs> fix that <laughs> I'm here to fix it the Casada way. <laughs> Again, I imagine there's like new people listening to the show now who are like, why is Joel doing that voice for Joe Casada? He doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> That's a really old ass inside joke. You got to really be up on the lore to know that. Long story short, a guy named Casada, you wouldn't expect him to sound the way he does. No, no. Also, this is basically just my thing voice. <laughs> Hey, hothead, we gotta go fight the Doctor Doom again. Ha ha ha. The chat saying it's not Doctor Strange, it's Doctor Orpheus. Man, I wish we'd get a Venture Brothers comic <laughs> written written by I, Hickman. I think that'd be fucking dope. Considering how like popular like Rick and Morty comics are and stuff like that, I, I am really surprised that there isn't a Venture Brothers uh, comic. Series, yeah. You know what it is? It's like Harmon and Royland are okay outsourcing their shit to other writers. And in fact, many of the people on their writing team, like I think fucking Jeff Loveness and shit are comic writers. Yep. So I think they're okay with it because of that like close connection and everything and the fact that they're not too precious about their work. Uh, Hammer and Jackson, or uh, was it a, a Doc Hammer and who's the other guy? Jackson uh -huh. Public. I know are super fucking precious about Venture Brothers, which is why it took like five years for a new season yeah. to come out. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. Yeah. Because think about it. They do all the writing. They do like 90% of the voices themselves. Yeah, I can see them not wanting, yeah, like someone else to come in and get, provide like a voice that probably would be different. From theirs, yeah. This is our baby. This is our thing. And maybe... Maybe if uh, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim play along, maybe they'll get to finish it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll actually get to finish the fucking story at some point. Uh, but yeah, so that's that, everyone. Some new Hickman stuff coming soon. Yeah, very exciting to see what he's going to be doing, especially if it's related to the magic side. He's, he's, he's moving his way through. We had the sci-fi stuff, we had the mm -hmm. mutant stuff, now we've got the magic. Mm -hmm. What will be after that? 
uh, horror, I guess. Well, I mean, magic is kind of horror. It's so, like romance. He's going to do the romantic side of the universe. <laughs> street level stuff, yeah. Street level. Man, could you imagine Hickman on street level? Because it seems so antithetical to everything that to he everything. does. That, that's probably why it would be really good. Yeah, exactly. He's going to do teenage romance after that. They're going to bring back all of Marvel's old, like, you know, Millie the Model romance comics for Hickman to write. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, I just love kids and love, you know? I just love love. <laughs> <laughs> after all the other stuff I did, I just wanted to take a break, you know? <laughs> no more conspiracies. No more, you know, yeah. like people hating each other. It, 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 it turns out it, it becomes like, um, he does it like Matt Fraction's like Hawkeye. <laughs> yes exactly it's just so casual just so wonderfully casual like oh what a warm comfy book and then like the last issue is all like like heavy secret wars level shit it all goes to hell after that absolutely yeah uh hey uh speaking of events actually speaking of x-men uh marvel put out a little uh roadmap there for all their events that we're gonna get in 2023 some of these we already knew about like captain america cold war we knew that one was coming dark web that we knew was coming, <laughs> but there's two more here that we didn't know. One makes me laugh. Summer of symbiotes. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking threat. Hey, Joel, I, you know I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see that one. I saw like the other ones. I didn't see that one. <laughs> yep. That's one summer of symbiotes. <laughs> it sounds like a goddamn threat. Doesn't it? It sounds hey, like a shit post. It's because it really you'd have does. all those like summer of summer of Morbius memes and everything. It's the summer of George. It's the summer of symbiotes. <laughs> yeah, this is meant to be the summer of George. Yeah. I mean, look, we've had planet of the symbiotes. We've had return to the planet of the symbiotes. Sure. The symbiotes get a whole summer. Yeah. They're going to try and make it. So like summer's not as hot or something, you know, cause they hate fire and everything. Yeah. You're going to steal the off, sun. <laughs> I fell off, uh, what is it, the Venom book, even though I was enjoying it when they were splitting it between Eddie and his son because Eddie can time travel now because he yep. unlocked that power in the suit and Kang was there. Yep. And I know in, what is it, the friggin' Flash Thompson story there, symbiotes are living on Earth now and you got politicians trying to like weaponize them and turn public mm-hmm. opinion against them so i guess this is all of that coming to a head also isn't there a carnage book out right now too but it might not be cletus anymore there's there's actually yeah. a lot going on with symbiotes yeah i like the symbiote stuff i like really fell off after like kate stopped writing it just Shame. because it like I don't know, I just lost something. But then, like, I think Kate started writing uh, Eddie again because he's in uh, the Thor book at the moment. So I've heard, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't stay away, could you, motherfucker? <laughs> Couldn't stay away. Once you go Eddie, you never... Uh, once you go symbiote, you never... Someone finish my thought, please. Make it clever, but also make it filthy. <laughs> But yeah, we got Summer of Symbiotes, but also in uh, 2023, get ready for The Fall of X. Yes, yes, a big new uh, event, which I imagine will maybe transition us out of the Krakoa era. I guess so, because we're in the Destiny of X era right Mm -hmm. now. Yep. We're in Destiny of X. This is also coming around the same time, too, as uh, the Sinister event that they've been building up to. Yeah, the one we've been seeing in uh, the Legion of X. Um, in a couple Mo- books. Moira 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 saw that as like a possible future or something. 
yeah, 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 where Sinister like takes over, and it's fine. It looks like they're renaming. I don't know if they're renaming the books just for the this event, or if these are going to be new books because there's the Nightcrawlers. There's mm-hmm. also Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, as well as uh, a Mortal X Men, and I'm like, well, shit, are they actually changing? Uh, the names of those books that are already existing, like is X-Men Red becoming that and is Legion of X becoming Nightcrawlers? Or does like Sinister fuck up the world and history to the point that they do like an Age of Apocalypse and the titles of the books change? That's what I think it it is. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like the books for this event change into these ones. And then when the event ends, they either end or get renamed, renumbered. Yeah, which seems to be the case. And also, hey, Fall of X sure makes it sound like this is the end of Krakoa, yeah? I mean, well, like, just tracking through, like, what's been happening in the X-Men books, it feels like it is coming towards the end. Like, everything is starting to fall apart. Yeah. Everyone's, like, like kind of realizing that Xavier's whole deal is like, wow, he's he, he's he fucking dictator now, you know? This 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 was never tenable sins of sinister thank you because mm-hmm. yeah this this whole thing was never tenable as we're seeing in judgment day the mutants basically have to share their resurrection tech with everyone and you know yep. that's gonna bite them in the ass yep well not only that there's like obviously mutants who don't want that like xavier does not want that to happen because greed <laughs> Yeah, which is going to lead to another schism and another civil war and mutants on either side. Yes, yeah, come close as well, because, like, obviously uh, Cyclops and Gene and stuff and, like, their X-Men team aren't, like, mm-hmm. following uh, Quiet Council orders and everything, yeah. and, yeah. And you figure, too, you know, uh, they're going to be rebooting them in the movies anytime soon, mm-hmm. so they're probably going to want a clean slate and something that matches that. Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to do after this, just because Krakoa was such a, like, shift. Yes, and so all-encompassing, and for yep. so long, like, all the X-Men books were pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, you figure even, like, editorially, it's like, well, you couldn't do that forever either. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, Bland Boy, about time Blade's daughter getting a miniseries, although we need a Triple H in his poodle series. Wow, Bland Boy, you, you know the lore. You've been studying the wiki, sir. <laughs> it's about, to, yeah, it's about time she got a book. I, mean, I wonder if, is this the book that, because there was a book that was originally meant to come out like a couple of years ago. Like... Yeah, I wonder if this is like repurposed ideas or something no this is uh this is danny lore who looks mm-hmm. like uh they, they did a complete you know from the ground up okay okay which is fine you know again yeah. you know we're, we, we've got to catch the blade fever because we got a blade movie coming out soon and why not yeah i i do think the history of that blade book is super fascinating how tim seeley was gonna do it because he had done mm-hmm. hack slash so he knew a thing or two about teenage girls hunting monsters yeah it was all written apparently as well yeah oh yeah it was ready to go then it got shouted down by the internet he's like i know we don't want to see a, a white man taking the reins of a bland, brand new african-american woman character and then it didn't happen because Tim Seeley's like, well, okay, then, you know, if you feel that way, I'm going to respect your wishes and I'm not going to do it. And then a couple years went by and they're like, wait, why did we shout down the creation of a brand new black character in comics? There's yeah. so few now. What the fuck were we on back then? And now they're actually doing it again with Danny Lore on top of it. So, you know, I guess it all worked out in the end. But still, I just think that's so funny in the history of comics. Yeah, it's just, yeah, knee-jerk. Knee 
cancel reaction. culture yeah <laughs> yeah the, the dang cancel cultures uh eric santi there saying uh i hope it's fall of xavier and not fall Krakow. yeah that might be the thing too they might just oust the old guard but still keep the island that'd be that'd be really cool like turning xavier into like a villain like a proper yeah. villain I mean, him and Magneto basically were. They were ruling shit from the shadows. They were making, you know, choices that they really shouldn't have. Yeah. But then even Magneto, like, as a like a guy who had been a villain for, like, most of his life, even he realized, like, ah, oh, nah, this is a bit too much. You know, peace. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make, I'm going to go to my own book with Blackjack and hookers. Yeah, and, and I'm actually going to die. <laughs> Yeah, like for real, maybe. Yeah, yeah. have they uh, have they saw has settled I, that one yet? I haven't read the last two uh, X Men Red books. They're on my schedule for uh, next over the next couple of days, but I'm pretty sure they do touch on like what's happening with that. Okay, because if he was to die there, he went out like a fucking boss. Yeah, he did, yeah. Went out like a real big dick. Oh gee, I'm keep <laughs> I'm keeping my heart moving with my own electromagnetic powers. Fuck you, you're an enemy. Yeah, I'm using I'm manipulating the iron in my blood to keep my heart pumping. To, not my heart pumping. Yeah, I am literally powered by fucking rage and piss and vinegar. <laughs> God damn! How can you How can you not love that guy? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so there's your marvel event news we got coming down the pipeline and some more marvel book news but uh, we actually do have uh, some small movie stuff to uh, you know touch on there touch on the entertainment side yep uh here's a fun one well i mean maybe not fun but here's like an actual story ezra miller was apparently back again for more flash reshoots which begs about a dozen different questions one how many fucking reshoots are you gonna do for this movie doesn't it come out in like eight months i have to like like what are they reshooting like is it ending stuff well it has to be like how I, the yeah. movie ends or like yeah because like i am to imagine like certain like most of the plot is like locked down at this point you well would I, I would i would, would hope so yeah uh, fucking Black Adam comes in. That's the end. They've got to shoot Black Adam stuff. For the he's end. the one. He's the yeah. The Rock is Reverse Flash as well. Yeah. See, see, Black Adam, you know, ties it all together. Is the new pillar on which DC films will be built. Yes, the hierarchy of Speed Force <laughs> abuse is about to change. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, you know, here's the thing. You know, we joked about this, and we were a little skeptical about how the Black Adam movie might do. I sure as shit think The Rock is pretty goddamn invested in and pretty damn sure that it's going to, you know, change the directory of his career because he straight up said, yo, I'm not actually going to be running for president anymore. No. I know, right? Oh, I, I wanted to see the downfall of the American Empire, too. <laughs> I wanted to see idiocracy come to pass as well, that they hired a cool wrestler guy <laughs> to be president. <laughs> Even if, again, you know, it leads to everyone watering their crops with energy drink. The Rock's new energy yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one he's always shilling. <laughs> it's literally fucking Brondo, my man. Mike Judge knew. Mike Judge always knew. And only fucking the other Wilson brother can save us, Pat Dugan. <laughs> the only one. But yeah, I, I guess he must be thinking that, oh yeah, this Black Adam movie is going to do huge and I'm going to be mm -hmm. the epicenter linchpin of these DC movies going forward because maybe they won't be making another Fast and the Furious anytime soon, so I need a new franchise to hitch my flag to. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I guess you could do worse, you know? You could, you really could. And again, Black Adam looks 
fine. As a comic fan, I am a little in my feelings about how it seems like this is only a very superficial version of the character yeah. that they didn't really understand what was going on. But sure, why not? Yeah. As I've said before, the 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 only thing that seems vaguely interesting to me about this film is the JSA. Yeah. Like, they actually look, oh, these actually look like interesting takes on these characters. You've got, like, some pretty cool actors and mm -hmm. play, playing these characters. Uh, I'm more interested to see them than I am The Rock, because The Rock is just going to play The Rock. Which, again, he's made a career out of it, which is fine. But, you know, I I like Black Adam because he's a little bit more complex mm -hmm. than your average uh, superhero for all those reasons. And it looks like they stripped all of that away. <laughs> Again, to make him where it's like, oh, you know, he's a fucking anti-hero. You know, heroes don't normally kill. Well, DC heroes kill all the time <laughs> in the movies. Have they watched these movies? Yeah, Superman broke a motherfucking guy's neck. Batman shot guns <laughs> and blew up a guy's flamethrower. I don't think you're nearly as hardcore and different as you think you are, Black Adam. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe, maybe that means that the Justice Society will be extra heroic and extra wholesome. I mean, they look it. <laughs> But Shay, I'm I'm all right with that. I'm yeah. cool with it. Now, here's another thing too. This was I didn't put this down in news because it wasn't really fucking news. It's rumor that everyone started taking as fact. Everyone is so convinced now that Henry Cavill will also be showing up in this movie as Superman. Yeah, well, I think that as well. I think the Rock is kind of fueling that as well. Like yes. he's not saying oh. it outright, but he's like, but I, but it also feels like he's not in the film, and Rock's just like hyping it up just to get people to go see the film he's he's being a wrestler is what yeah, he's doing he, yeah he's selling people on false information like him versus cena you know once in a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> you wrestled multiple times actually i know i'm a fucking carny liar <laughs> that's why i'd make a great president yeah <laughs> yeah and as well as well like i i really wish all these people who want superman to be in this black adam film would realize that him and Superman have fought in across their 80-year history probably three times. Oh, I know, I know. Maybe four. I know, but I saw an animated, not even movie, an animated short yeah. one time. Yeah, but and it, everyone seems to forget that Shazam is actually in that as well. You know, I Shazam, know, know. you know, Black Adam's actual enemy, an actual enemy who's been his enemy for, like, 60 years. Billy, who's actually, like, the main fucking character of that short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the extra funny part. Now, here's another thing I didn't... The, the chat is totally right. Henry Cavill, the Schrodinger's cat of DC. Because it's like, seriously, DC fans, are you getting your hopes up about this? Didn't you do that before at the convention and you had your yeah. hearts fucking broken? Yeah, it's Sandy. Yeah, oh, he's going to come out on stage. They're going to announce him. They're going to announce him. They're treating him like freaking Bart treated Krusty the Clown in that Camp Krusty episode. Henry Cavill's coming and he'll bring us food and blankets and smite our enemies. He's coming any day now. And as well, like, when, when in the in like the grand scale of things you think they would have announced him coming back like at saying at new york comic-con especially because of all of the actual superman news that was yeah. breaking yeah now here's the thing if anyone could get henry cavill back for superman it would be the rock because mm -hmm. as i actually found out this week apparently they have the same like manager agent. or something yeah yeah they have like the same business manager agent whatever the hell it is yeah so clearly he has his ear and has a direct line to him. But the answer is, does Henry Cavill need to come back for this? And honestly, I think with a lot of those actors, I don't think he had a great experience. And I think he's yeah. cool just being the Witcher and being Mission Impossible. 
that, that that's what people need to realize he's probably off filming in i don't know somewhere in europe with the witcher because that's like gonna take up a lot of his time and they're also not thing- and i think they're shooting seasons back to back as well there you go also like something that he genuinely seems to love and be super fucking into yeah yeah where with Superman, it's like, you know, all actors do the, oh, it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. Oh, you know, American icon. Da, 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 da. I, I like it fine, but I really like The Witcher. Yeah. Which that's fine. He should be allowed to do this. And also, I don't I don't get this weird, like, you know, loyalty to freaking Henry Cavill as Superman. Is it because they don't change them as much as they change Batman's? We're like, Maybe. for a whole generation, that's the only Superman they know because they don't make that many Superman movies. They feel they need to stay loyal to him where I'm like, who the fuck cares? They're just going to well, recast Batman. Th- that also goes into the whole uh, Snyder shit where it's like, oh, well, Snyder hired him, so we have to like him. Yeah, that too, I'm sure. Because they, they do that. They've been doing that as well with like Ezra Miller and mm. all these people. Where it's like, well, no, you don't have to like them. You just like them yeah. because this director you dick ride like hired them. Mm. Your weird cultish mentality. A Carter helping us out. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery should declare the DCM, DC multiverse, and let each director slash showrunner do whatever they want, including joining the stories or not. I mean, that's basically what they did. Yeah. That's basically what they did already with friggin' Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad. Is it in continuity? Is it not? Well, these guys showed up, so I guess it is. Yeah. Even though it was kind of a fresh start, kind of wasn't. I mean, that basically seems to be what they were doing anyway, and I'm sure if they could get friggin' uh, Joaquin Phoenix to be the Joker in The Batman, they would have. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wouldn't want him to be the Joker. No. I prefer Barry Kogan. Yeah. In what little we saw of him. Yeah, it was it was unique. Very. I mean, uh, we might get to see Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga singing and dancing, though, so, you know, that might be something. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so funny. Yeah, I, I'm legitimately all in on that. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so funny to see these, like, you know, too edgy for me Joker bros and these, like, obnoxious film bros being like, no, we always loved musical theater. Now we think it's great. No, we love it. You just don't understand. Really? Why do you look like you're dying every time you talk? Going, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then he pounded a monster energy drink and punched a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then set, set a racial slur to someone. Set yeah. a racial slur that we can't repeat to you. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, we actually started this story talking about Ezra Miller. But yeah, this the idea that they're still doing reshoots now tells me, ah, so the check's cleared to all of Ezra's victims, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the hush money went through, and now you're free to keep going on about this. I'm sure Ezra will learn their lesson after, you know, you bailed them out of their trouble. I'm sure that will really teach them an important lesson about not, you know, being a freaking one-person crime wave. Yeah, uh, I did hear that, like, after the, this Flash movie, he, like, they're not renewing his contract or anything. He's He's done. I heard that too, where it's like, yeah, because it's like, why would you want to keep this person around? Furthermore, you still got eight friggin' months where Ezra Miller could do something horrible again, assuming you just don't keep them friggin' sedated and under watch this whole time. What's stopping them from running away again? They clearly did it once before. They think they're Jesus and the devil, and they think the Flash and the Dimensional Merge is real. 
fucking Hollywood. Like we always hear stories about like Hollywood corruption from like back in the thirties and everything. It's like, Oh yeah, they, they covered up murders and they paid off everybody just so the film could come out. Ah, the golden age of Hollywood. Rarely do you ever get to see like Hollywood corruption happening so transparently before your eyes. <laughs> happening live on Twitch. <laughs> live on Twitch. And again, you know, this reminds me as we've been saying a bunch. Yeah. I guess the Twitter sphere really is only 6% of the world. Because I think they were only scared, Warner Brothers, when Variety started talking about it. They're like, oh, fuck, that's an actual magazine that old people read. Fuck. <laughs> we got to do something about this. We got to step in right now. It was one thing when only Twitter saw Ezra Miller choking, you know, people and, like, you know, talking about guns and weed and everything, you know. Oh, no, but Variety. Oh, no. <laughs> we got to get on this. Uh, Eric helping us out there again. Uh, I hope Cavill does come back just so we can have more uh, scenes of Superman shirtless randomly. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. They did try every every single trick in the book to get his shirt off, didn't they? How do we get the shirt off? <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, adapt uh, the famous Denny O'Neill Demon's Head storyline. That way everyone can have their shirts off and be sword fighting in the desert. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's, just, it's just Superman instead of Batman. Yeah, yeah. and everyone will be really hairy because it's the 80s and yeah. that's how you draw people. Yeah, well, I, I think it, it, Cowell is already, isn't he? True enough. Yeah, there you go. Now, I, I did all my own hair stunts for the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need a, a fake Merkin, you know. Didn't need a fake mustache for this one. It's all Cavill. Oh. <laughs> all Cavill all the time. So we got that. And then, of course, the last big uh, piece of news this week was we got uh, the second Black Panther trailer for Wakanda Forever. Yeah, it looks fucking sick. It does. Again, they don't do much to spoil the story because I imagine what's actually going on in the movie and how they square a lot of circles is going to be like, you know, the driving point behind a mm -hmm. lot of it. But what they do reveal is kind of cool. But we, like, basically, we, we get to see stuff that, you know, fans have been clamoring for forever. We see Namor's little feet wings. Yeah, and they they, they look so cool. They do. We see a little bit of Ironheart. Yes, her costumes look really great as well. They do, and we actually finally get to see uh, the new female Black Panther costume, which also looks pretty good. It it does. I like the uh, the gold on it. It kind of reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Killmonger's costume. Very much so. Yeah, it's a nice, nice little, nice little touch. Nice little flourishes here, and of course, the mystery going into the movie, and again, probably the big driving mystery is like, okay, but which one of these many very capable women in Black Panther's life is the new Black Panther? Yeah, well, I, that again, it's trailers, so it's probably like misleading. misleading. Loves to do. Yes, yes, and like filming stuff for trailers and stuff and all mm. that. Uh, but I think it's on the outset, it's going to be Shuri, like just picking up her brother's mantle just to fight off Namor, who's who seems to be trying to flood uh, Wakanda, which is really yes. cool. Like he did in the comics that yeah. one time. Yeah, um, I think she's going to end up fighting him, but then maybe. Maybe her mother dies and she has to become mm. queen. So, right. which means she can't technically be Black Panther. So right. maybe she so, passes it to um, Nakia or maybe even M'Baku. 
that's you know those are all all great theories now again you know black panther's a girlfriend from the first movie who you know was a cruel agent and you know had her own mm-hmm. things going on and and basically got the right lesson from the movie before fucking him or killmonger did which is what yeah. i love she was she had already figured out the proper lesson before yeah. he did yeah she would be really good uh i don't know if they would make uh i, I know there's a new dora milaje lady in there too yes. which i wonder if she's just supposed to be a red herring if they're like fuck it we're just giving it to a new person now clean slate what if um what if she's in there because okoyu becomes the black panther and like and like this this woman takes okoyu's place as the leader of the dora milaje again i see i think kugler man i think he's put it together because he's trying to check mark every fan's idea where it's like any idea you think you have i've covered that up and like we said we got five really good choices here for who they could be and also backup plans yeah here's the thing what if everyone got to wear the costume like once well i was just gonna say what if it is everyone and black panther isn't just one person and becomes like a nation it's a team I like that too. Where like again. you never know which Black Panther you're gonna be against, or like there's multiple Black Panthers. It's murder on the Orient Express, but a superhero. Everybody yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Spoiler for Murder on the Orient Express, everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, that's what fifty years old at this point. Yeah. I mean, they remade it again. It's on a book that's even older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler for that, everyone. Everybody did it. <laughs> At the time, it was fucking mind-blowing. It was the goddamn Sixth Sense twist back then that it was fucking everybody. (laughs) But yeah, lots of fun places they could go with that one. Lots of choices. And again, I don't think, you know, there's a wrong choice. Except for maybe Shuri, because we know she's a maniac in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wakanda becomes an anti-vax state or something. (laughs) like that's the thing like i feel like they might have like originally in the writing and maybe even in filming they're like yep it's definitely going to be her because shuri was black panther in the comics oh no Luetta, whichever one she is there is causing problems now fuck you know what? maybe we got to change this in post actually yeah yeah i could see that being a problem <laughs> yeah uh-oh as the chat is also saying like that batman mystery of the batman movie i forgot about that yes that that was the twist in that movie too it was actually every suspect not just one yep i do like that twist when they pull that out the, oh it, it was is actually it's a good twist people. this is a good twist yeah it is it's like oh you're so busy you know trying to do the obvious one and thinking well it's got to be the not obvious one where it's like oh it was actually everybody mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the news, everyone. Again, a fair amount of stuff coming out from New York Comic Con, and there'll probably be more tomorrow, too, because it's Sunday. Yeah, all the Batman stuff gets announced, so they'll probably announce, like, I don't know, 200-odd books or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with that, we can hop over into what we read this week, and for once, I actually did manage to read everything I picked up, so it's a special day for me. Nice, nice. Uh, where would you like to begin, Matt? Ah, uh, well, speaking with Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue, what, five? Yep, this yeah. is five now. Yeah, this is this is a pretty cool issue that, as well, it's explained, like, a lot of things, but also, like, tied really close into the tie-in that you released this week, which is a, a yes. required reading. It, it really is. You know, I, I, well, it is and it isn't. I had, like, a bit of a thing there where it's like, oh, you know, Jesus Christ, we're, we're five issues in of, like, six, isn't it? Isn't it only six? Seven? 
Maybe, maybe you're right. It's like, we're so close to the end and they like introduced like three new tie-ins to go read. And I did read uh, Deadly Green and I did enjoy it, but I enjoyed it not for the one piece of information you find out because the one piece of information you find out is what they already implied at the end of the previous issue. And that is, hey, the great darkness is not itself. It's being corrupted by Pariah. Yeah. Which again, it's like, well, you, you took three issues to tell the same story, but- Deadly Green also did some other fun stuff by bringing in a bunch of the Justice League Dark characters and letting Ram V play around with his new Swamp thing and have Constantine do a cool bit. My favorite bit in Deadly Green, the tie-in was actually getting to see Obsidian and Jade back with their father mm -hmm. again. Yeah, paying off stuff from Infinite Frontier and the Justice League Incarnate book, and yeah, I was really happy to see that. I'm like, you know what? This this in and of itself justified the existence of this tie-in. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was fun getting them involved in like the story in like a big way because like yeah obsidian is like the reason they get sucked into the ring because to like find out where what the great darkness's deal is and everything mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, I like that a lot of a lot of people like getting sucked into like lantern rings recently yeah. ben bendis did one recently and then a couple of months ago grant morrison did it in his green lantern book <laughs> it's, it's very popular there's something in the water over at dc yeah yeah uh, Eric helped us out in the chat again. It's going to be like Clue. They're going to be multiple versions of the movie with a different Black Panther in each. <laughs> Depending on like where you are, they did that in um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, where Steve had like his book, and he was yes. writing things that like they have like for different uh, parts, parts of the of world. world yeah. They had like different things that related to like your country. They're going to yes. do that with Black Black Panthers. Like, okay, in Australia, uh, Winston Duke is really popular, so he's Black yeah, Panther. Really. But in England, Letitia Wright is really popular, so really she's Black <laughs> Man, you joke, but like if that was a thing and people would actively hunt down other versions of the movie, I think it would make another billion dollars on top of okay, it. Okay, but which one is canon? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, I guess you'll have to watch them all then and piece it together with a QR code. <laughs> Man, if they started treating movies like comics where it's like, yeah, you got to collect them all. Got to gotta watch them all. On opening yeah. day, no less. Yeah, the tie-ins. You got to watch the tie-ins as well on TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. God damn. If, I don't think they'll ever get to that point, but I would kind of love it. <laughs> but yeah, so back to Dark Crisis. Yeah, I enjoyed that tie-in, not for the piece of information, but for the small character stories that were actually in there. And also, fucking Lucifer showed up for a second. Yeah, Lucifer, Trigon, Upside Down, man. I like I like that the darkness was taking forms that uh, Constantine would would, uh, know. would know. And I like that, like, the, the, whole, the whole story is basically the great darkness asking for the hero's help. Yes, exactly. Because but but, but it, it does it in its way because the darkness is... Like, it, it's neither good nor bad, doesn't love nor hate or take sides. Passive-aggressive. Yeah, it can't just outrightly say, hey, help me. <laughs> it also likes uh, Bowie, too. Yeah, 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 because well, little Lucifer looks like David Bowie. Yeah, it's like, hey, just so you know, I'm a fan of Bowie, push. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. And Constantine, yeah, I'm more of a Billy Idol guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> that you are. Uh, Bland Boy again helping us out. Uh, DBZ Power Scalers are sweating this week with the new Superman form. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, he could take on Goku now. 
yeah, crisis energy Superman. <laughs> Pure wrestle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's get into that that story because yeah, like obviously, like the 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 Justice League are being rounded up by uh, Hal and uh, Barry. It's weird that they do it, like because they talk about like that Batman tie-in that hasn't come out yet. The yes. worlds with because obviously in that one. Wally, oh, uh, Barry fights Batman because they reference it in this because it's already happened. Why did they not release that one first? Fucking comics, man, sometimes. Dark Crisis really is a book where it's like, I am liking this in spite of so many things, but I'm still enjoying it. Like, there's the bit... (laughs) With uh, with Black Adam, where it's like we saved you, Black Adam. He's like, but why did you save me? I've literally offered nothing since this story began. I've basically been one giant wet blanket drag on all of you, and still will be at the end of this story. <laughs> and again, I I have a feeling that is because of what's going on with the movie. Probably because I I, I have a feeling that if the, yeah if the movie wasn't happening and the Rock wasn't tainting the character, he would be part of Deathstroke's army and he'd be fucking murdering people left right and center it it really feels like there was a lot of notes on this character where it's like "Mm, he can't do that well he can say this but he can't say that Mm because this might affect the rocks brand yeah because all he really does is just he just talks down to the kids and like that's not something black adam would do like that he would the black adam weirdo would feel that that is beneath him he would just try and murder the kids (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Again, he's just, he's just so ineffectual in this story. Who is effectual, though, is Nightwing. He has fully taken on his role as leader, and he's dispatching people, and he's moving pieces around the board, and he's really he's really feeling himself as, you know, the last great defender of mankind. Yeah, and but um, just as well as the, that Black Adam, like, talking down to him, it does lead to a really cool moment where, like, the heroes realize, hey, we don't need to be a Justice League. There doesn't need to be a Justice League. We're the Titans. We're the, ne- Titans. We're the next step. Love it. And they all run out together into the field where I'm like, really, Dick, that was your big plan. Well, if we all get together, then we can all run at the bad guys together. And it's like, well, no one ever said you were a master tactician, Dick. <laughs> sure. why? It, it'll make a cool image. There's another thing that made me laugh where it's like, you know, and we had to bring together all the heroes, including the Titans Academy students who left. We're back now. Aren't you happy to see us? And I'm like, not really. I felt nothing when you left and I feel nothing when you're back now. But OK, yeah. sure. Go, go, go die in the field yeah you're not gonna you, you know do anything really important you know yeah bat what was that one bat punk or whatever fuck uh, chupacabra there's chup- there's like a bat themed one as well i can't remember what a, uh, their name is but yeah it's like what are they gonna do they're gonna they're gonna get taken <laughs> by the dark chains right away which i love where dick is like oh no my planet just throwing all these guys at Deathstroke who infects people isn't working. I'm actually feeding the great darkness. Damn, who could have seen this coming? <laughs> there was I too, mean, anyone. Too, he didn't think about it because too much blood was being pulled through his ass cheeks from his brain, so he couldn't yeah. think. Yeah. My my big thick dumper, which is just you know so so strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. Man, somebody needs to do that drawing there where it's like Dick Grayson's brain. It's just like small, but then he's got like more brain in his ass. <laughs> ah, see, I should have been thinking with my ass. I will attack Deathstroke ass first, <laughs> and the claps will be far too much for him to handle. Yeah, the claps turn the into like She Hulk claps. Yeah. Yes, and they shatter the dark chain. <laughs> And Pariah's like, oh, there's so much beauty in the universe. I was wrong. (laughs) 
you've made me see the errors of my way now, Dick Grayson's ass. <laughs> I promise I'll be good now from now on. <laughs> and that's how the story ends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great but yeah so the the other heroes uh they find superman they save him for last and he's like yeah i always knew we were in a like a dream paradise dimension i'm, I'm not stupid I'm, I'm fucking superman yeah i i like that i like that they that, that that williamson knows that like yeah superman isn't a fucking idiot like a lot of writers just think oh yeah he's big strong guy who punches shit he's like yeah. no he's he's fucking really smart and, and he's been around forever too. Yeah. Like this isn't my first crisis. Yeah. I know when I'm in an illusion world. And I, and I like that. It's like okay, so I, I knew it was an illusion world, but I couldn't escape it. So I decided to like turn the tables on it and started lucid dreaming in a crisis powered dream, which means I get crisis energy imbued into me. So he's he's literally a reality god now ultra instinct and, superman blue yeah. and again it wouldn't be a crisis event unless superman got some type of godlike power <laughs> that's true that is pretty par for the course say what you want about joshua williamson but he's a student of the game and he's checking all the boxes <laughs> though it doesn't really help all that much because prize like okay cool you broke out of my prisons great job but I still killed you, which means you can't leave this place or you'll just cease to exist. And they're like, wait, do, do we believe him? Is he bullshitting us? That's what I like. It's like it, it could even, it could just be a bluff. But then yeah. they they don't want to take that risk and leave and like have the world be destroyed. And then they themselves get erased from history. It's also a really brilliant like writing uh, mm. story thing because then you, you can't have the, the Justice League just turn up at the last minute and, and save, save the day. Everyone the younger generation actually get their moment to, to do, do it. it yeah. yeah, it's it great. Certainly, it certainly helps. It certainly fits and everything. I will say, we're this late in the game, and there's one thing these, this book has not like actually explained in any meaningful way, and I wish they would. So, like, in the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, they wanted to stop Pariah from destroying the Infinite Earths. And now, here, they're trying to stop him from bringing them back. What's so wrong if he brings them back? I mean, obviously he's going about it in an evil dickish way, you know, stealing people's, you know, free will and trapping heroes and killing people and everything. But like, what's a matter if he does though? Like if he brings them back, like what's the problem? Well, from what I've kind of extrapolated from all of this stuff is if he does it, it, it breaks the omniverse. Right. And thus, I guess, uh, Maybe, maybe maybe it's like a, a thing where it's like well two things can't inhabit the same place at the same time and it's right. kind of like fucks everything up because he's bringing so many worlds back there's bound to be some that like uh, are gonna exist in a place that something already exists that makes sense and also like he doesn't have enough power even stealing the justice league only let him bring the infinite earth back for like a minute yeah he's got to get more power which means more heroes and i i do like that the infinite earths are in the shape of a uh, dna helix because the uh... multiversal other worlds is dc's in dc's dna that's their story their bread that? and butter i thought that was really cool nice nice visual storytelling yeah but yeah, so Dark Crisis, it's a story I'm enjoying, even though I could poke a hundred holes in it. <laughs> I mean, it's a crisis event. It, it is. It's There's not been a crisis event that you can't poke holes in. It's true. And this especially is Joshua Williamson being like, look, this is my big, dumb, fun, summer blockbuster spectacle payoff 
for like my years worth of storytelling here and fixing continuity. Just let me just let me blow my load everywhere, everyone. I'm just blowing my load. Have fun with me. <laughs> it's it's why I don't get the people who are upset about like a, oh another crisis when I'm like yeah that that's what DC does. That's this, what they've been doing for like like thirty years. <laughs> And this one especially is just, like, so harmless is the thing. This yeah. is a very harmless crisis. It's harmless. It's easy to understand. It, it is. Like, you couldn't ask for, like, an easier set. There's a big evil thing in the universe, and you know it's evil because it's called the Great Darkness, and the good guy goes, stop the Great Darkness. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen. Yeah. It, it's so, so simple. It's, it's literally, it's the good guys line up on this side and the bad guys line up on this side and they all run at each other. It's, it's literally Joshua Williamson playing with his action figures. <laughs> and there's something genuinely pure about that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's, 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 it goes into that whole meta commentary of it where crises, like, it always felt like crises had to be these big complex, like, like Scott Snyder's stuff with death metal like remember how complex all that shit was and yes. it's like you don't and, need any of that shit and, and like you know we need to be making commentary on the comic industry itself because that's what grant morrison did yeah. in final crisis and everything it's like not always again sometimes it's just putting all the toys together and banging them against each other for a little bit yeah yeah it, it doesn't always need to be, you know, a meta thesis on comics and comic writings. And like, again, death metal, especially it's like, this is an event about events. So it's like, you, mm -hmm. you've gone too far into the metaverse and now you're starting to come back around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm fine with having one. That's like, uh, honestly, like a lot chiller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what this is. Dark crisis is just like a pretty chill event. It is. I guess uh, from one big event to another, I guess we can talk about the uh, Judgment Day tie-in we had with uh, Axe X-Men. Yes, this is this is the only one I've read so far. This is the Jean Grey one. I really liked this one. I did as well, yeah. This one was surprisingly good. In fact, a lot of these are getting better the more they're coming together because the Iron Man one was kind of interesting because it's Tony getting judged by the god that he built and the god lets Tony off the hook because he's kind of letting himself off the hook. Because mm -hmm. the Celestial likes things in Tony that it likes in itself. And here, yes. transversely with Jean, the Celestial gives her a failing grade and really rakes her across the coals for shit that it's doing. So it's punishing Jean for the stuff that it doesn't like about itself. Yes. Yeah. Which is very fucking interesting where I'm like, huh. So, like, these stories really aren't about the X-Men or the Avengers or the Atreus. They're really about building the progenitor as a character. And the progenitor yes. is just, like, this endlessly fascinating hypocrite. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, he, he, again, like, the, they touched on it in that, in the, uh, the Avengers issue 60 with the Hawkeye, where, like, mm. Hawkeye explains, just like, well, how can you judge us by these rules that are, frankly, really arbitrary and ones mm -hmm. we can't possibly, uh, like it wouldn't tell him the rules and he's like, well, yep. then how can we possibly adhere to them if mm -hmm. you won't tell us these rules? And it's like, Oh, I don't have to, because I'm a God, you know, I, yeah. I, and I, yeah, I love seeing all that sort of stuff come through in this. I work in mysterious ways. It's also like a fun little character study for Jean. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, she, she always wanted to be liked is the thing. That's why yeah. she walked off the council. That's why she walked away from X-Force. Cause you know, she wanted to be liked more than she liked, you know, making a difference. And we have another trial cause fucking Jean's entire life is being on trial for everything. Mm -hmm. 
where they force Wolverine and Sinister to speak, you know, like candidly and everything. And the Celestials, like, mm, you know, you were hard to grade there, Gene. You know, you've done a lot of good, but you've done a lot of bad and everything. But I've decided, you know, what you did as the Phoenix is just too unforgivable. So thumbs down. <laughs> And she's like, why am I spending my entire existence, you know, fucking answering for this shit you say I did as the Phoenix? I saved a hundred worlds last week from that casino planet. When When is it ever enough? Not only that, it's like, you've got to think of, like, all the other people who have had the Phoenix over the years and, like, mm -hmm. or, or are going to have it. And, yeah. and, and it's like, is what she did really that bad compared to, like, oh, Exodus gets it and wipes out the entire universe, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. No one gets it as bad as Gene. And Wolverine says the best thing where it's like, look, Gene, any god that would give me a passing grade and you a failing grade is not worth listening to. <laughs> and then he, then he even puts in an extra funny joke where it's like, ah, you know, Gene, she was always Xavier's star pupil, the A student and everything. She does not like failing tests. No, no, she doesn't. And how she's in power. She's like, let's go kick this fucking cosmic hypocrite's ass. Because <laughs> it made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> It also has got to make me wonder, you know, uh, where are the Eternals going to fall in this? Because I'm going to assume that uh, Ajax and Makari are going to be the next ones because, you know, they were essentially the priests whose whole deal was bringing this god back in the first place. How is it going to feel about them? I'm fairly certain Makari got judged. Oh, did she? Did I miss that? I think in, like, the last Judgment Day, she, she got the thumbs down, I okay, think. Okay, well, then it's... Well, then it's got to be my, yeah, it's got to be Ajax then. Yeah, I don't think Ajax has been judged yet because they wanted to like consider her a bit more because she's right. technically the one who like instigated all of this. It'll be very interesting because it's like, yeah, if Tony is this thing's metaphorical father, then Ajax is definitely its metaphorical mother. Yes, yes. So you got to wonder how the feeling is going to be there. Hell, even in the Star Fox book this week, Star Fox and uh, Zurus had some harsh words for Ajax. Oh, nice. That's a really good one, actually. I'll briefly talk about the Star Fox book. It's just a really great adventure. It's Star Fox as the new Eternal Prime running around trying to save as many people on Earth as it can, as he can by getting them into the special uh, Eternal Dimension. They're like subspace yeah, the dimension. The vaults, yeah, yeah. The vaults, and Zerus is like, uh, fuck you, no humans can't come here. <laughs> And Star Fox is like, fuck you, I'm in charge now. And Zerus is like, bullshit, I've been in charge for hundreds of thousands of years on Earth. And guess what? The sun always came up. Droog was in charge for a month. And the world is fucking ending. Now, you've been in charge for, what, a couple hours? <laughs> and this is your idea? Oh, everyone can just eat my ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zerus, I, I, love, I love Petty. Yeah, he, I, of course, he's just mad that he's not in charge anymore. Oh, he's wonderfully petty, and he's like, you know, you're just like your father, Star Fox. You know, he, you know, delivered the plague that was Thanos upon the Earth, and you're not much better yourself. Hell, if anything, you're worse. Thanos is like the greatest perpetrator of genocide the universe has ever known. You're, you're an all right space pirate. <laughs> Think about that. You're like all right, where it's like, you know, I am Death Destroyer of Worlds, Thanos. I am Star Fox. I represent love. Love will never defeat death, you asshole. <laughs> The power of love is bullshit. <laughs> and that's kind of what the story is. And it basically breaks down to Star Fox being like, look, Zerus, I will make you prime again. Just let me save these humans. Let me actually do something good in my life for once. Cool, cool. 
to try and wash out the bad. And I'm like, wow, Star Fox is like a super deep, super interesting character the way that he's written here by Gil. And I would happily read like the ongoing adventures of Star Fox. And also that new like movie adjacent redesign fucking slaps. It's a good design. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, I, I love this like super androgynous space pirate. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks great. And I, I like that it sounds as well that he's he's trying to atone for like all his like sex pervert shit from like the Very past. Very much so. But he even brings up the fact where it's like, look, they only got me out of the cells in the first place because they thought I could use my power to influence the whole world to be good. But I didn't want to do that because that would be doing more alien sex pervert shit. And I'm so past that now. <laughs> And he's like, look, I have every reason in the world to be mad at the Eternals. They, you know, exiled my parents because, you know, mm -hmm. they wanted to love and have kids. And Zerus was like torturing my father forever. Yep. And also to hey, they also explained that they didn't know that he got added to the machine. And that like scared the shit out of them. And that's why they locked him in a cell for as long as they did. Oh, OK. Because they didn't, his mom did that. Uh, Suzanne actually managed to pull that off when no one was looking to get him added to the machine. Because that's always what they wanted to do. You know, oh, we'll go, we'll have kids on our own on another planet yeah. to prove that they're just as good. And then we'll add these new humans to the machine. They never could. And, uh, yeah, that's why that, that was like Thanos' whole thing through Gillen's yep. Eternals run. He wanted to be added to the machine just so he had that like extra rebirth in his yep. back pocket and could always just be doing evil shit and not have any consequences. So Star Fox is actually more special than we thought because he's the one time it worked. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if well, I mean, Thanos obviously didn't know about that because I mm. I would have assumed that if he did, maybe uh he would have come for his brother. And tried to do something about it. Yeah, because even Thanos didn't know he was there. He didn't even know yeah. he was in one of the cells. Yeah, That's right. how deep Zurus buried him because he was so fucking horrified because it basically proved, ah, crap, you know, my father and my uncle and everyone else were wrong and Mentor actually pulled it off. Holy shit. Yeah, right. This makes us all giant liars and people who went to war with our own families for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> It's really interesting. It's really good stuff. I really enjoyed that Star Fox book. Awesome. Awesome. I'd happily read a Star Fox series now. Yeah, no, I, I would as well, especially if it was done by Gillen. Definitely. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had Batman issue 128. Yes, I forgot about this this week. Man, this failsafe story just keeps getting bigger and bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, this issue was just Justice League issue. Yeah, it really was. It's, this this felt like Zadarsky trying out for multiple things. Like, hey, I could write Superman. I could yeah. write the Justice League. Yeah, I really want to write a Green Arrow book. Yeah, really, because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he's he's pretty prominent in that fight with Failsafe for quite sure quite is. a number of times. There, yeah. He tries, man. He fucking tries. Uh, but yeah, just like his Daredevil book, uh, the main character spends most of his time incapacitated, and we get to like uh just. <laughs> catch up with like the people around him yep. and and what his uh terrible terrible choices have done to them yep pretty much i love that the world is screwed and everyone is dying because batman was too paranoid and couldn't play nice with people and now everyone is fucked and the best thing about that is sadarsky has batman acknowledge that and yep. acknowledge that like his paranoia of youth uh is like is like what's fucking them up and it's like oh that was really wrong of me to do and th that's something that like really took me by surprise just because like 
stuff like Batman admitting he's wrong never fucking happens. I know, right? Again, it's almost like they're like, well, if we admit Batman's wrong, how can we keep writing Batman stories, though? That would just be in bad taste. But yeah, he's like, nope, I'm wrong. I fucked up. Exactly what you said would happen happens. Superman's winning against the robot at first, but then, oh, no, wait, it grows a fucking kryptonite knife out of its back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking cheating, fucking bullshit hacks. <laughs> Superman totally won that game until that happened. Yeah. And Batman feels so bad. He's like, so even though all my bones are broken and I'm dying, I need to crawl over and pull the kryptonite shard out of Superman. Yeah, because as he says later, Superman is their greatest weapon on Earth yeah. and he needs to survive. Even if that means that Batman needs to sacrifice himself by jumping in the ocean to give Tim and all of them a head start. Yeah, and again, again, classic Batman stuff. That was all part of the plan because he had Aquaman yep. come and get him. <laughs> again, he, he again because I'm sure he knows. He's like, okay, look, Arthur is not at the fight, which means he's in the ocean. So if I just <laughs> land in the ocean, which is a big fucking place, and just go, Aquaman, Aquaman, save me! You'll have to come and save me. <laughs> And then he'll take me to Atlantis for two weeks because I'm pretty sure Failsafe can't get me down here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, mate, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I love that. And it's like, well, how well, how bad could things get when I was out for two weeks? Uh, well, the Justice League is either, like, beaten up or missing or captured. Uh, your sidekicks are trying their best to fight, but Failsafe has completely taken over Gotham looking for you and has now created other robots to hunt you. Yeah, and not only that, he himself is, like, scouring the, the Earth because he, mm. while people think Batman is dead, he knows Batman is alive and he's looking in places and he's going to come to Atlantis very soon because he mm. wants Bruce to know that gotham isn't his anymore and he knows that bruce needs gotham to be his and he can't stay away so he lights up the biggest fucking bat signal ever to say come come 1v1 me bro yeah it's great what's great about it as well is it's just a single issue where it's like all this stuff could be just like an event of its own oh definitely and and i'm glad it's not just because i i probably couldn't deal with that just like oh yeah we, we'd have like the batman book and then we'd have like one about the justice times. league then one about uh batman's proteges and then uh, an oracle one of her dealing it, with being brainwashed and yeah. it doesn't always need to be a tie and it doesn't always need to be an event sometimes yeah. you can just tell a big story in a book exactly and that's all you need. I, I love, too, in this issue, we find out that Batman bought an entire street that's a yeah. goddamn kill street meant for the Justice yeah. League. This is totally a Batman thing. And that, like, Oracle and Nightwing put it together first before the league. Hey, why is he taking him to that street specifically? Hey, didn't Bruce buy that street many years ago? Yeah, I wonder why he did that. Oh, God, it's a kill street. Oh, God, flamethrowers and, and anti-scream nets and nth metal magnets. Yeah. Again, it's like, how could you be Batman's friend? It's like, you paranoid motherfucker. You thought out exactly how to kill me. <laughs> like, what? what would you just do? You just get up one night and write down in your notebook, like, ah, yes, if I suffocate Black Canary just enough. <laughs> if I put out this many flamethrowers here, I bet I could take John down nice and easily. And, and, and I like that Green Arrow's like, well, what, what, what's our, what's the contingency against like me and Nightwing? Just like dudes with like battens and shit. And, and Fails is like, oh, it's just me. Yeah, I'm just going to fly through you at super yeah. speeds like a fucking bullet because you're just humans, <laughs> and I'll just kill you that way. I like to think Oliver was a bit disappointed in that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an anti-archer field? You don't have, like, little little termites that'll bite my bow strings or something? <laughs> no, man, I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's quick, quick to the point. But yeah, it's, it's a wonderful story of Batman's paranoia, literally ruining it, ruining everything for everybody. Yeah, it's fantastic. Did you did you read the uh, backup? Uh, I yes, I did actually. It was good because it's actually them kind of doing the origins of failsafe. The origins of failsafe and Batman Zero and R a little bit there as well. Uh, where like we, it. we get to. See, I like that Zadarsky combined the original Zero and R origin of him being like an alien Batman, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and Morrison's stuff with uh, Achilles Milo and Doctor Hurt and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and then yeah, Batman realizing that he's like fucked in the head and having to sort all that sort of stuff out. And I. I get it's all it's all an excuse for Zdarsky get to get to write Joker, but it's Sad a Joker. It's, it's a yeah it's an interesting story because like Joker realizes that Batman is kind of like fucked up at the moment, so he becomes fucked up. Mm. It is this like amazing thing that writers touch on that like they are they have this symbiosis Batman and Joker. So like when Batman goes away, the Joker goes away, and like mm-hmm. when Batman dies, Joker like slumbers at the bottom of the fucking city in the catacombs, waiting for him to come back. And when Batman is all fucked up, making the Batman of Zurna, Joker can't smile. He's frowning and he draws a smile on. Yeah, and I I like that um. They, they also tied into like, oh, well, Robin showed up as well and made everything lighter. So Joker mm. got lighter and like more Jokery. Cesar and, Romero. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, uh, you know, you're, you're killing joke Joker who's like murdering people and shooting mm. Barbara and everything. You know, he's a bit lighter and everything. So, and he doesn't want Robin to get involved because Robin might become infected by the Joker and become a monster. Yeah. It's a nice touch. And Zdarsky wrote that too, which is also yes. cool. Yeah. So it's definitely a backup you don't want to miss because it's actually really good information. Exactly, yeah. Good shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zadarsky continues to kill and makes it so easy because, like, if you had, had that story yeah. pitched to you, like, yeah, you know, uh, they think Batman killed Penguin and so, like, a robot he built to stop him comes out and fights him and he's kind of like the Terminator. I'm like, eh, that sounds like shit I've heard before. Yeah. Kind of sounds, like, sounds like Brother Eye, kind of sounds like, you know, any number of other things. And it's like, no, 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 it's, it's like those things, but it's, like, different and, like, better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, again, I guess that's really Zadarsky in general. It's just, like, it's all in the telling. It is, yeah. Yeah, again, he has this knack for, like, taking stories that have been done fucking million times and just some... new twists on them. Yeah, new twists, and then, like, actually also finding something interesting that the previous writers never actually touched upon. And it's, you could say that for his Daredevil bit, too, where it's like, yeah, you know, Matt uh, accidentally kills a guy, and, you know, he really starts to spiral. That's like, oh, again, it feels like we've kind of seen that before and other stuff, but I mean, all right. But again, in the telling, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's all in the telling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was that one. Uh, ooh, I had Captain America this week. Ooh, what's happening in Captain America? Uh, a lot of fucking shit is happening. Yeah? So uh, they actually bring back Captain Merrick from the United States of Captain America. Oh, nice. I liked Merrick. I liked him, too. He gets a rocket ship so he can drop off Steve and Bucky and their new friend, Redacted, the killer robot. <laughs> Who works for the Outer Circle, the people who have been controlling the world in the Century game. But, you know, Steve took him on a walking tour of New York and taught him what it meant to be human and have compassion. (laughs) It's a fucking great story. That's what Steve needs to do with the progenitor, I think. Yeah, really, just take him on a fucking walk in Times Square. Buy him a hot dog and everything, yeah. That's 
that's literally what he did. Like redacted just followed Steve throughout his day. And it's like, I'm gonna kill him now. Or I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to kill him now. I might listen to him for a bit. And Steve's like, yeah, I wasn't walking around those places just for fun. I was like literally talking to you. <laughs> and the progenitor's like, okay, I will lead you to the outer circles base of operations, which is a floating UFO that looks like a shield that is invisible to all radar. And it's called, get this, the shadow capital. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, this is some fucking Kojima metal gear shit that we're in right now. A secret cabal that controls the world and the wars and the economy from behind the scenes at the fucking shadow capital. <laughs> Their agents, the tithed agents who are given to them by the most powerful organizations in the world because they know who really controls the world and their suits are cool, but their suits will kill them if they don't listen. <laughs> so that's Steve's things where it's like, look, we got to free these people from all of this because I trust in their goodness that if, you know, the shadow people can't just kill them, they'll just let us in, which they do. Mm -hmm. Because Steve is just so good and so pure and he trusts the goodness in other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the craziest thing, though, is that this is really more of a Bucky story than anything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is what this ends up being. So they come face to face with the revolution because all the outer circle have names like the revolution, the love, the money, yeah, the machine. Yeah. And the revolution is the guy we've probably seen the most in this series. And he's the one with the biggest connection to Bucky because Bucky was his chosen assassin, like Redacted was. You know, you're okay, the enforcer yeah. for you're the enforcer for the century game. I killed your father. I made sure you got adopted by the army. And then when you had your accident, I made sure the Russians turned you into the winter soldier so you could keep killing for me. Basically everything bad that's ever happened in your life, I've puppeteered. Oh god. <laughs> and Bucky's like, I'm fucking crazy now. Ah. <laughs> and and Steve's like, don't do anything too rash, Bucky. Don't do anything too crazy here. He's like, I'ma kill him, Steve. I'ma kill this guy right now. <laughs> and he's like, You probably shouldn't. And then the revolution says the dumbest thing where he's like, Well, you know, keeping with the rules of the century game, if you killed me, Bucky, you would actually become the new revolution. You would actually take my seat on the outer circle. Ah. So the only way you will ever actually take control of your life or anything is if you kill me. So Bucky shoots through Steve to kill him. <laughs> and apparently we're getting a special like Bucky one shot and he's got like a new friggin outer circle shadow capital costume that makes him look like goddamn Raiden from Metal Gear. It makes him look like Batman without a mask. <laughs> He's got a cape and everything else. And I'm like, oh my God, Captain America is going full Metal Gear now. Nice. Awesome. I got to catch up on that. It's on issue five now, isn't it? Yes, it is. And so yeah. is the Sam one too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to catch up onto them now that they're five issues in. They're really good. And I can't wait for that Cold War event. Yeah. Yeah. That's also coming out. Yeah. They are. They're, they're teasing where it's like, oh, has Bucky broken bad again? Is he a villain? No, I think he worked it out with Steve beforehand. Where it's like, make a big deal about killing this guy. You infiltrate the outer circle. Yeah. And you feed information to me. Yeah, absolutely. But everyone's going to believe it, though, because, yeah, if you found out your whole life was a lie and you were being puppeteered by some asshole in pantaloons <laughs> and face paint, you'd shoot him, too. <laughs> yeah, puppeteer that, asshole. <laughs> And it's funny, too, because the revolution was, like, clearly the one that the other Century game players hated. Because he's like, oh, you guys, you know, you're so busy playing everything from the shadows and playing things safe. This game isn't even fucking fun anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> also, they kind of touch on their origins where they're like, we're the children of the last great war, implying World War II. So I'm like, wait, the Century game players are just a bunch of boomers <laughs> playing God with the world? 
Eh, makes sense. Fucking accurate. And, and and they'll never retire unless you kill them. Yeah, yeah, death is the only retirement, you know. They're like, oh, well, you know, we need the summer house and we need the beach house and, you know, we need the bungalow house so you can't have it. <laughs> and we're going to start a war here and we're going to, you know, start inflation and everything else. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Captain America continues to be dope. Kelly and Lansing. This is this is my favorite Captain America run since the Nick Spencer years. Nice, nice. This is like the most exciting it's been for a very long time. And uh, yeah, I guess that was the last one I read. Cool. Uh, the last book I read was uh, Spider-Man issue one. OK, I almost picked this up. I had a real like conflict here where it's like I read Dan Slott for like a decade and didn't enjoy like the last eight years of it but i still read it anyway do i start again i had a real moment of like an alcoholic looking at the whiskey bottle like do i do i do it if, if i start i don't think i'll be able to stop so i didn't tell me about it though um it's kind of like they know he never left um ah fair uh yeah spider-man he's 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 just uh he, he, they they mentioned he's working for norman osborne and everything right. um and he's he's just been the friendly neighborhood spider-man he saves an oscorp truck from being uh robbed uh mm. norman tells him about it and he's you know joking with the the, the thugs and the people who have who are standing around watching and everything uh all while that's happening uh shathra uh the the big bug wasp woman uh from uh loom world is like watching him and we learn oh yes okay yeah fucking loom world we're bringing back all the spider-verse yep. stuff because we're doing a third one soon yeah um she she decides it's it's now time to attack uh the the, the prime earth which is 616 um mm -hmm. because uh she's been in the shadows hunting down uh other versions of spider-man or the spider people and like either capturing them killing them or turning them to her cause Right. And uh, she sends out some wasps to go and attack 616 Peter. Uh, <laughs> and Madam Webb knows what's happening. She she senses what's happening. So she sends out like a spider sense pulse to like all of the spider family on uh, Earth 616. Like and um, they, they send out their big gun uh, to go help Peter. Uh, and that big gun turns out to be Morlin. Hmm. We're bringing uh, back Moreland again. Yeah, Moreland turns up to help Peter this time, um, oh, because there's which a which I guess is one of the only things you can do after so many stories with him. Yeah, there, there's a threat larger than the inheritors to the Spider Verse, uh, coming for Peter, and we learn that that might be his own friends because um, Spider Family turn up to like help Peter because they think Moreland is like there to hurt him, so they attack so Moreland. Uh, Spider Man Noir shows up, uh, ends up killing spider woman because spider woman okay. shows up jessica drew shows up even though she's not a spider family character Technically. <laughs> um, um but she's connected to the web of fate and he stabs her with a sword that it doesn't like kill her it doesn't like wound her what it does is it cuts her bond to the web of life oh. and it and it and she unravels like a spider's web and just disappears <laughs> from reality oh i unmade you yeah and uh uh, we 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 learn, we learn that Spider-Man Noir has been turned by Shathra into like a monster, like a spider monster thing, and uh, he's also turned Spider Gwen, Spider Punk, and uh, Mayday Parker, mm. and uh, he offers them a chance to join him, and if they don't, he, they're gonna get the fucking sword and be unmade from reality. <laughs> and then that yeah, that's like that's where the story ends. 
Yeah, sounds like they uh, kept the stakes nice and high. <laughs> yeah, they kept them nice and high, but then they also managed to like ground it with all like the cool like casual spider-man talking with people who are like live streaming his like fights and stuff like that which is what slot was always pretty good at yeah and something i felt was has been missing from that other spider-man book because we get we got so much ground to cover we have so many things we need to do which is why i kind of fell off that spider-man book because it's like yeah there's no like peter relating to people he's just like it's always one threat after another no, and, it, and it's him being sad, and he's been cut yeah. off from all of his relationships. And yeah, Zeb Wells really hasn't gotten to write that version of Spider-Man because he's too busy writing a Spider-Man in Crisis. Yeah. And that being said, uh, the Hobgoblin comes back this week, but we don't know which Ooh. one. Ooh, interesting. That's part of the mystery where it's like, oh, Hobgoblin's back. Which one? Well, I guess you're going to have to read it and find <laughs> out. Because, yeah, wasn't there a big thing like they were going to make, uh, what is it, Ned the Hobgoblin again, then it, like, never happened? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 like, appeared, didn't he, during, like, uh, Spencer's the run. Kindred thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he was there. He was living with Betty again. It's like, are yeah. you a clone or a robot? Are you, like, an elude? What the fuck yeah, are you? You thought, like, like, his appearance was, like, something related to Kindred, and, like, Kindred, like, brought him back or something. Yeah, and then they just never yeah. went back to it. Never did anything with it never did anything with it maybe maybe this is zeb wells finally you know answering that question maybe yeah what if it's gwen yeah it's fucking gwen again no no more gwen damn it (laughs) stop digging up that fucking corpse every time (laughs) we've had enough gwen (laughs) but yeah i guess there you go everyone that's the show for this week hope you enjoyed it was another long one this week yeah it was good you definitely got your money's worth. Again, you know, assuming that nothing huge happens, maybe we'll finally do uh, Pennyworth episode one for Retro Hero video next week. I know I said we would do it. We'd usually do it at the end of the month. But again, this month has just been freaking crazy. It has been. Yeah, it's, it's so much going on. There's no no other big conventions happening, is there? I don't think so. I think this is the last one for a bit. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll do that. And then I guess we'll actually have to see Black Adam because that one actually comes out fairly soon. Yeah, I've got a find out when i've got it when that comes out here yeah good point go see it Uh, i'm not really rushing out to see it but yeah yeah Uh, again we didn't talk about werewolf by night or anything because i haven't had the chance to see it yet oh really i haven't had a chance to see it yet i'm gonna try to see it but yeah i haven't i saw she i know that's what i'm hearing i've heard no bad things about it yeah it's so good i I did see she hulk this week and i did see andor yeah both those shows are fantastic Sure are. I love that Daredevil jumps around like a ninja now. <laughs> which people have a problem with, apparently, because they don't know that he does that. Which... That's, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's his thing. That's his thing. I saw some people being like, oh, they just turned Daredevil into Spider-Man. Daredevil's always been able to keep up with Spider-Man. That's what's <laughs> cool when they team up. <laughs> his, his baton literally extends into, like, a rope that he can swing through the city with. <laughs> yeah. And then, again, you actually got a hallway fight in this, too. <laughs> you did, yeah. You got a cool-ass hallway fight. I appreciate that they paid homage to that. Yeah, Daredevil with a budget is cool. <laughs> nice. As the chat is saying there, I love that Daredevil fucks. I think we all can agree <laughs> that we love that Daredevil fucks. <laughs> yeah, that's like the most comic-accurate thing that the, the, the Netflix shows never really did. Again, we got a little too... You got like one a season. Yeah, but like here, I feel like he's a bit of a whore. <laughs> yeah it's, it's not just that he fucks but he fucks and he enjoys it yeah yeah and he's not afraid to do like the walk of shame 
than yeah, the day morning. after. <laughs> morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that because he had to catch a plane the next morning, too. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. <laughs> I got back in New York. Foggy's going to yell at me if I'm late again. <laughs> I love that. I love that Jen is like super stoked and happy. Shit, Jen has had more sex in this show than again in most of those Netflix shows put together. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> it's it's been very true to She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Maybe that's why like so many people are upset about it because like she's having it, but they're not. <laughs> exactly. I, I can't relate like I... to this character. <laughs> anymore yeah yeah again a, a lot of you are really tattling on yourself with your sexual frustrations at the moment which again the big villain of the the big villain of she-hulk ends up being revenge it's porn revenge and porn. Piss, revenge porn and piss baby men on forums on the internet yeah do you reckon todd bought that wakandan spear to try and kill she-hulk with <laughs> that's like it, 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 it check off wakandan spear check us oh my god or, or she'll need it for something at the end so it's like Todd, give me your fucking spear yeah yeah i can see that that would be fucking great yeah wow because yeah why would you just drop that if you weren't gonna bring yeah. it up again later yeah i know it was it was kind of him trying to flex and stuff but he's also like the bad guy who wants to kill she hulk so that would be fine what kind wow. of vibranium spear where we could like cut her you know yeah, well, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, when we do eventually get the final big fight at the end, you know, how are they going to up the ante for it? Well, that's I, how you up the ante. I really kind of hope they don't do anything with it and we just get, like, a post-credit scene of, like, Todd being thrown into, like, a Wakandan gulag <laughs> for, like, stealing a Dora Milaje spear. Oh, man, fucking Okoye comes to see yeah, Like, I think yeah. that belongs to me, asshole. Just pushes his shit in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it pushes him out a window. <laughs> He fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that that's the thing. I love that Andor is a slow burn. Uh, again, it's a filter. It's a filter for people, and I love it because of it. It's it's a nice, slow burn show. They're taking their time. They're having fun. They're feeling the universe. We're getting to see sides of Star Wars that we never see before. So like Star Wars is it's being slow and drawn out, and it's how it should be. Yeah friggin mom Mothel there and her like very unhappy family situation <laughs> yeah shitbag definitely voted right husband mm -hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> it's like no i just kind of like the empire you know they, they have some good points is honestly yeah. the daughter who doesn't respect her and i'm just like mm, i'd love to send you on like a death mission to blow up a military <laughs> installation like i will these other kids later <laughs> i'm gonna send so many young men and women to their death just to spite you <laughs> Friggin' uh, what is it? Goddamn sniveling wannabe Imperial Stormtrooper corporate cop. Oh, and his, he's he's my favorite character. He's great. He's and his, like shitty, unsupportive I, mother. Yeah, I, I I just love that his entire arc this series has been like how much of a fucking baby he is. Absolutely, he he is literally. We have finally brought piss baby to the Star <laughs> Wars universe. And I love I love that he's always looks like he's on the verge of crying always every time he's crying and then he's looking at the picture of andor <laughs> also i love that the fucking guy from the bear is in this too yeah and he's like he, yeah he's he's space richie he's yeah because he's he's kind of a shit bag as well yeah what a what a fucking year he's having yeah yeah he's the guy who went from punisher to to the bear to to this oh yeah he was in that too wasn't he holy yeah. shit yeah yeah yeah, well, he, he gets around. What a what a highly in demand character actor he is. Yeah, he's good as well. He's good at it. This is this is what happens when you you have Star Wars and like the people who are filling out these roles are like actual actors. 
Mm-hmm. Actors, actors. Yes. <laughs> I love too his origin stories. Like my brother, he died, and I'm like, did he die making sandwiches? <laughs> I bet he died in a kitchen fire making sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, oh, he yeah. was a farmer? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's sort of the same, yeah. <laughs> I left my smokes on the thing, and, you know, they gave him a bad grade. <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> handle it. The Empire, they shut down his restaurant. Yeah, but they found money in the trees, so it was all right. There you go. Man, man, they really need, if this gets a second season, we really need to, like, have a flashback to his brother, and it needs to be the guy from The Bear. It needs to be yeah. that actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to build the shared universe of these two series. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we're just rambling. Now we can bring the show to the end. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and listening and putting up with my endless bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.